the conference was all about the convergence of the future of technology. And there were 12 different stages of different types of technology, smart cities and AI and DeepFest, all about the future. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. In this week's episode, you get to hear from me and Drew. He's actually going to interview me about the trip that I took to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia to speak at the Leap Technology Conference that happened February 6th through 9th of 2023. It was my first adventure there, and uh, I get to tell you all about it. But welcome, Drew, to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's kind of my idea to prompt you yeah. as I scroll through your pictures. Okay. Because you've been back for a few days and I haven't even talked to you about it or seen half your pictures. Well, I had to sleep from jet lag for exactly. a day to get back on track. You still sound a Actually, little bit jet for two days, laggy. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was quite the adventure. 22 hours of flying there and back. So it was good, though. I'm glad I went. So why is the first picture a picture of a toilet? <laughs> Well, when I first got there to the airport, I noticed that they have a nozzle. Um, so they use nozzles to spray. And that was new for me. And um, that particular bathroom did not have any toilet paper. It just had a nozzle. <laughs> so not a shortage, just a preference. I guess so. But most other, all the other bathrooms had, had, a, had toilet paper. But um <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of a new adventure. I hadn't seen that before. I mean, I've seen a bidet. I've seen, you know, when I went to South Korea, I saw the heated toilet seat it's and all that. It's a fun way to start the podcast. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and then there's others where they, you know, squat to go potty mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in the hole in the ground. So yeah, that was uh, actually, that was the first picture I sent to my our son. <laughs> He's Look at this. 15. Yeah. So I thought he would get a kick out of that. Anyway. So, and now I'm kind of scrolling through and I'm seeing a lot of food pictures. Yeah. Tell us about the food over there. <laughs> There's a lot of different types of food. And if you keep scrolling, I actually took pictures of the names of the different types of food so that I could remember uh, what I liked and maybe what I didn't like as mm. much. But falafel was very good. And everything there is really sweet. And dates are their big crop that they can grow and they grow wild in some areas and they have very a wide selection a very wide selection of dates that um so we actually got to taste a lot and when i went on a tour um, later in my trip um, we had a guided tour with a couple of other lady speakers that i met and we we went on an, an adventure and lots of yummy dates they don't drink at all in Saudi Arabia. It's a dry country. It's a dry country. And so they do other things like have um, Arabic Arabian coffee and it's very light colored. And then they have very dark colored coffee and they do have Starbucks. The adventure I took, the first adventure I took and I wasn't at the conference, I went to the Granada Mall 
And uh, yes, there were Starbucks on both levels of, of the floor. <laughs> and I was also surprised to see McDonald's and Subway and Burger King and Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme and all the things. But we then, have of course, infiltrated yeah. every corner <laughs> yes, of the world have. with our fast food <laughs> restaurants. Yes, but I was there for the authenticity of the food that I otherwise wouldn't normally get in America. So um, I did. I adventured and had things I had never had before or maybe just don't know that I did. And that's very good. But they don't have pork, obviously. That's Mm -hmm. just not a part of their uh, belief system. So um, they did have beef bacon, which was pretty Mm. good, actually. And, you know, other forms of, of beef that you could eat. But... And lots of uh, shawarm, shawarm, I don't know how you say it very well, but it was very good. And at the food festival, at the conference, there were all kinds of different uh, food trucks and vendors that you could eat. So yeah, lots of pictures of food because that was a fun part of my trip. (laughs) I feel like we kind of started in a weird order, but why don't we reverse and talk about why you went there in the first place? (laughs) What was the conference? and? Into New World. So the conference was all about the convergence of the future of technology. And there were 12 different stages of different types of technology, smart cities and AI and DeepFest, all about the future of what technology is bringing to us. And uh, lots of examples and samples. And I got to hear from people from NASA and SpaceX and creativity in space and how that came to be and a designer that works for NASA. It was really quite fascinating to listen to all of the the different other speakers. Of course, I didn't get to every stage, but I listened to quite a few and I got to meet some wonderful speakers, one including uh, Dr. Alessandra, and I'll um, not be able to say her last name, unfortunately, but she is uh, the director of AI at Shutterstock, and we randomly met on a bus because we were waiting to go back to our hotel after we had, I think it was after day one, and uh, she had just got done speaking, I had just got done as well. So yeah, we got to meet up and then actually ended up going on a tour with her and another one of her panelists from the discussion of of AI and she had a couple different ones and she talked about the convergence of AI and the governing and since there's no one really it's all so new that there's not like you know deep experts on this and we're just evolving into it so the the legal ramifications of what artificial intelligence can do for the creative economy and being able to sample different parts and pieces of imagery and words that are used that are now artificially generated, who gets credit for that? And so that was a big topic for her panels. And for me, what I uh, was able to do is bring my marketing trends and wins for the next year and talked about the different trends that are happening and that we do a lot of research with with our staff and our team here at Pepper Shock and um, was able to share sort of the things that we feel that are happening now and into the future. So we kind of took a look back and then currently and then into the future, some of the things that we're predicting or trending. And then after I did my presentation, uh, I got to actually moderate a panel discussion or a fireside chat with the person that's in charge of Snapchat in Saudi Arabia, Abdullah Al-Hamandi. I had to practice his name. I did, I know. And we discussed the future of digital advertising and Snapchat is huge in Riyadh and more and more people are on it. And it's not just for one particular generation and it's for everybody. 
And yeah, so Snapchat is very prominent there and got to talk to him a lot about what's going on in where opportunities lie in utilizing virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And at the Snapchat booth, because imagine, I mean, it was seven big ginormous tents of uh, halls and all of these different vendors and you know Microsoft and Cisco and Dell and Apple, Oracle, Oracle everybody was there mm-hmm. and vendors and vendors and vendors and, and investors and startup businesses, there was a competition. Anyway, so Snapchat had a booth and I got to go try on the spectacles and see the, you know, the virtual reality in my goggles <laughs> that I was wearing or spectacles, I call them. Cool. And then do all kinds of fun things where I could scan a QR code and then on my Snapchat see different filters that that they made special just for Leap technology. Mm-hmm. Even at the gala that they put on for the speakers, the uh, and of course Snapchat was a sponsor, so we had like different Snapchat filters that we did and, and this really cool technology that we got to see. It was fun. I was gonna jump back to the intellectual property that you were talking about with AI, because in my executive MBA class, we just had that same discussion. We had a whole module on who owns what. And the lawyer who was teaching us, uh, I think her opinion is that it'll be a joint creation th- mm-hmm. for the copyright. Because, yes, someone wrote that algorithm, that artificial intelligence, but it still took another person to input a photo, a video, some words, a prompt to get that AI to write something. So it's her opinion that it'll be a co co-authorship, co copyright. Um, but yeah, you're right. It'll take that first, uh, court case <laughs> and a judge to it's decide be interesting how to see how it all out. Yeah, comes together and Shutterstock. They're really trying to be forward thinking and being able to pay those who contribute to the creative mm-hmm. economy in this case and who is going to if you sample images that somebody took then who gets credit for that right and if there's multiple images then multiple payouts should happen and that's good for the creative economy because then people are going to want to continue to create because you know the big fear is oh we're getting replaced by our ai and there's nothing more that we can do that's going to be not being you know as good as what you can do with AI, but the truth is there's still that human connection and that human input that still needs to be able to consume what we produce in the creative economy exactly. and putting all that together and still being able to use that. And I think AI can definitely be a tool. It can be used for maybe some inspiration, but I think that ultimately we still need to be able to modify and create based on our own human intrinsic value that I don't know that it can ever be replaced with AI because there's, you know, the human factor that AI will just never have. <laughs> well, until HAL 9000 can read your mind. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not what you want to do, Dave. <laughs> so were you on the set of the Jetsons TV show here? I see <laughs> video of these little automated robot serving trays is what it looks like driving around are they delivering things to people at the conference yeah so um they 
<laughs> yeah, they're little robots that you can get all of the reading materials off, which is kind of, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, of so, course, they had wait, QR there's a robot them. delivering paper reading material. Yes. <laughs> okay. Of course, and a lot of it was in, um, you know, Arabic, so I couldn't quite read it. Or they had English versions too, but so there's that. And then um, if you keep scrolling. This is like a Roomba for reading. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, yeah. And here's some happy looking robot showing me a monitor. Right. And speaking Zumba, to <laughs> interactive robot. Yep. Yep. Huh. And she is kind of creepy a little bit because, you know, she could follow you and track you and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but They're there was another um, to get you. presentation and then, you know, trade show booth where it was a robot that made was made to look real. Hmm. I mean, the skin tone oh, the, yeah, yeah. and the tractions and the movements of this robot looked very real. I mean, it's as if we were in a Hollywood movie, but I was so amazed. And it can talk, it can walk, it can shake your hand, it can look at you, it can move. And, and just like even the, the movements of its head, you could even see how like... They thought about how your throat's going to move or your, you know, your chin and like the skin and how it will (laughs) react. And and it was just amazing, like blinking its eyes. And it was kind of creepy. And then they modeled it after a real human. And so the real human was standing next to the robot human or not human, a robot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like, wow. And then another example where there was a, a female robot, if you will, that could determine what kinds of emotional status. So the person who was presenting was asking this robot, what do I feel right now? And he would show different faces, like he would show angry, and she would say, you are angry. Or he would show them smiling, and she would say, you are happy. I mean, just, it was like, because she could see with her eyes. It was So insane. do they have a male version of that for us husbands that can detect... <laughs> What emotion the wife is feeling? Feeling because that's luck. Because oh, you need Never a mind. robot to know. I'm what... not going there. Here's an interesting picture. There's food. More food. Growing. Lots of food. Well, no, this these are plants like food oh, yeah. growing. Yes. Biohydro. Yes. So okay. yeah, it's like a it's a like you know, a vertical farm. Yeah, and you can grow your herbs and Indoor. have your roots mm-hmm. in the system, and it has a grow light, and you can you know move it to where you want it to go, and you just water it. Sweet. And yeah, and you can have your own salad in your own kitchen that Looks you're like creating some yourself. Some basil and some oregano mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, some flowers. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Lots of really interesting new technologies and ways of doing things there was haptics so people who were wearing these haptic suits and green screen and you know virtual space um that you could then see on a screen that was converted right then and there and people were moving and you know creating this kind of virtual reality with the the haptics that you had on and the the video games and like there were where you could stand on this kind of, I mean, it was kind of like dance, dance revolution. Remember Mm -hmm. that? But it was, you're standing on this like platform that moves with you move. And when you move, it moves and you've got this big giant screen in front of you 
and you're kind of flying and you're standing on this thing and you know you're you're wearing the goggles you're doing the thing it was really like you know futuristic kind of things that you would think but it's here it's now it's what's happening we are in the virtual space. I was inside the metaverse <laughs> uh, in a big, huge room that had all of these projector screens, but it filled every corner of the room hmm. on the ceiling, on the floor, on the corners, everywhere. And it was like this whole virtual space that you were inside of it. And you could, you know, I don't know, felt like the holograms in Star Trek and <laughs> it was real. <laughs> now I'm on to some video are these drones oh yeah that so were all pre-programmed i think it was the end of day two or maybe end of day three yeah all of the pre-programmed drones were doing a light display outside so when we walked out it was dark and they lit up the sky and they had different patterns and you know they showed the state of Riyadh. they had the sponsors up there and they had like kind of a, it looked like a firework display, but it was drones. And then they had the flag and then they put up, you know, cause it was ministry of uh, communication is, is um, it, it showed the different people and parts and all the sponsors. And it was amazing. It was really a cool show to watch. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was for a long time too. And people were just standing there taking photos as we were, you know, supposed to be getting on our buses to leave back to the hotels and stuff. And we were just watching the really cool light display. And yeah, it was super fun to watch. (laughs) That's awesome. More food. Lots of food. Map of the venues. Yes. Your speaker's badge. Yes. I I took that because it has (laughs) a QR code on it you had to use. And if I lost it, then I would not be able to get in. And I need to. I got to go to the speaker's lounge and hang out there and meet other amazing, brilliant speakers. I, on my ride over one time from the hotel, I got to ride over with her. I can't think of her name right now. I'll have to think of it. But she, she's like, since she's been 12 years old, she's been on stage talking about just various things. She's an inventor. She's an entrepreneur. She's about to graduate and she's from Colorado. Um, and we talked about, and her, her, her topic was all about, you know, workplace in the next generation mm-hmm. and working with the next generation of, of youth and females. That's the other thing too, like females in Saudi Arabia, people are always like, Oh, you got to be really careful and you have to wear the hijab. You have to cut, you know, cover. And I really didn't have to, the only thing that they wanted me to do is make sure I covered my shoulders and my knees and, you know, just dress modestly, which mm-hmm. I did no problem. But it's, it was safe. It was, there was security everywhere. I didn't feel at all like I was in danger or anything like that. They've come a long way and a lot of changes have been made since their last people who were in power and now the new kind of, you know, who take over now, who took over now is very much open to allowing women to do things that they otherwise weren't allowed to do. Like they can drive now since 2018, they've been able to drive in Saudi Arabia. And I had a, a woman driver one time and um, with no male accompanying or anything like that. I mean, she, and we had great conversations and, you know, I asked a lot of questions and, you know, in some ways they have more progression than what we do here in the States in like some of their, what you can and can't do as a woman, which Excellent. is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to get political or anything, but for example, abortion is something that they allow there. They do not here now. So it's just interesting to see the different progressions that have come a long way from where they were to where they are now and where they're going. 
they want to have more women speakers. It used to be that the women couldn't go in the same room as the men at a conference. They had to have their own speaking room mm-hmm. and they would be on stage. And if men wanted to hear what they had to say, they could only hear the slides and hear them. They couldn't see them. And women couldn't go into where the men were. But now it's much more progressive, much more open, much more inviting and exciting. I will tell you, it's it's the first time in my life I've really seen uh, where there was a line to the men's bathroom as opposed to the picture. women's bathroom. <laughs> I mean, it is a technology conference. Yeah, okay, that's probably going to happen. But um, I think that there's definitely more room for more women to be involved. And they want more women to be involved. They are increasing the invitations for, for more women to be participating. And it was really cool because after I was done speaking, a lot of... People came up to me afterwards and just, you know, asked all kinds of questions and wanted to know, you know, starting a business and what that was like and, you know, or I, hey, I've just started my business for the first time. You know, what advice, what could you give me? How would you, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I've made a lot of connections and have met with a lot of people now in, in just bridging the gap between where things were to where they are and can be now mm-hmm. and into the future. So I'm pretty excited about what's going to, you know, what's going to come from my journey over, you know, to the other side of the world practically. But yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of technology, a lot of brilliance that's happening that, you know, is is coming along. A few other people that I got to meet was from the whole space technology stage and what's going on there with biomedicine and, and, and just so many new advances of things that's going to happen. One speaker talked about the health of the astronauts and what, you know, the whole next mission that's going to happen yeah. and how they're studying now to see what's going to happen and how they can understand when they go on a mission to Mars. Which is really cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to stay here on the ground and watch it <laughs> from YouTube. But yeah. That's awesome yeah. that other people want to uh, go yeah. there. Yeah. On, on behalf of yeah. all mankind. Yeah. Uh, I just ran across your Terminator video here of uh, <laughs> the animatronic person modeled after the other person. And Isn't wa- that crazy? Watch out, John Connor. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so interesting how it looks so real, too. Yeah. Right. The robot looks so I, real. I can tell the difference between yeah. the two, but yeah, it's uh, it's the it's closest I've ever seen. Scary, realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Jetsons. It's not. It's not too far from what what could be. It's crazy. No, they they made some pretty good predictions back in the '60s. <laughs> well, Ray, I think you covered quite a bit, and it looks like you had an awesome time and learned a lot, and. Uh, ate some interesting food well and i took a tour <laughs> of some of the oldest you know the wall uh, that was around surrounding the city and learned a lot about the history and the wars that they've had and just kind of where they've been and where they're going now i think it's it was fascinating to see how they were living and mm-hmm. the just the way of life that they had before well when we took the tour um we you know had the guided tour and went to a variety of different places and you know 400 BC from moving forward to now and just looking through the history of of the country of the region and you know how they lived and and it was really interesting because they had family trees and they only documented men 
they didn't document mm. women. So it was really mm-hmm. interesting to see. I'm going to be curious to see how they move forward now that it's a little more progressive than what it had been. But uh, anyway, lots of good stuff. And I think that if anyone has ever said, oh, I, you know, I would be fearful of going, I don't think that's the case as much anymore. Of course, it's like that wherever you go, no matter who, what, you know, what country you go to. And, and people, you know, that's the thing we said with speakers from all over the world that were there at the gala. People are afraid to come to America because of the things that are going on here. So right. it's really a, a, a twist because then people, oh, you don't want to go there. It's scary. Well, now sometimes people don't want to go to other places either because of things that they hear or maybe, you know, misinformation or old information to where it used to be versus now where it is now. So the other thing, you know, we read before we went, like they don't, you know, allow tobacco. They don't allow drinking. They don't allow this, that, the other. Actually, tobacco is pretty prominent there, <laughs> but no drinking. And mm-hmm. that's still, still like that. And women can choose to wear the cover-ups if they want. They don't, they're not forced to do that despite what people may think or believe they don't have to, they choose to, they choose to, because it's part of their culture. It's part of their religion, whatever, but they certainly are not forced to do that. At least that's my perception, my opinion, and all of the people that are locals that I talk to, you know, cause I ask a lot of questions and that's just sort of the journalistic nature in me. I want to know, you know, what's it like? And we also like our tour guide told us the whole story about how, you know, he came to be with his wife and how they, you know, how they date and how it comes to be that they get together and, and, you know, women are not forced to stay with their men if they, you know, whatever. It's like, it's very much different than it was before, I think. Um, so anyway, I guess that's if anyone ever had the fear, uh, now they can maybe at least know that it's not quite the same as it was and that I had a wonderful time. I had amazing food. Everyone was very hospitable and, you know, wanted to ask me questions too from, you know, being an American. So it was just a great experience and, you know, meeting people from all over. Also, I talked to the director and ministry communication director of the communication. And he said, I think on day two, there had already been 225,000 people coming through the whole. Wow. And they at one point actually had to close off because they were at capacity and um, turn people away for a while because it was so many people that wanted to be a part of the technology conference and learn and and just talk. And yeah, it was definitely fascinating. I see a lot of the booths that could use our our services too, because I think that sometimes the English translation isn't quite Mm -hmm. what it needed to be. So um, I gave my card out to a couple people, shameless (laughs) plug, but I was like, you know, I can really help you if you want this to read right (laughs) with, you know, American, you know, grammar, (laughs) Um, but yeah, grammar matters. Uh, but no, just making connections too. I think it was um, in, in the rocket fuel startup where they got to pitch all of their entrepreneurial ideas and things. And then the investors lounge, it was really neat to see the investors come together with the people who were pitching their new ideas. Uh, and then they had given away people, you know, that pitched one, a, a big chunk of money, which was really, really fascinating and cool to see. Because now they're going to be able to, you know, start and fuel their business. So excellent. Yeah. Well, it kind of kicked off your uh, speaking year. Next, you're headed to Vegas to speak at mm-hmm. Post Production World and NAB National Association of yeah, Broadcasters. Yeah, we got the yeah. Creativity Conference in Iceland mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some local stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm Lots glad you went. I'm glad you had yeah. a good time and 
learned things and (laughs) shared what you know with the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, next time I think I'm going to, I want to fly first class. Can we do that? (laughs) You got it. We'll work it out with the, uh, conference organizer. That is, that is the heart. Miss Allen requires, Mrs. Allen requires first class accommodations. No, it's okay. I can, I can, I can fly economy, but I'll just get a better pillow for my neck. (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Well, hopefully you've gotten some good knowledge from this. Uh, The best thing that you can do is give us some reviews, share this with those that you know that need to hear what we have to say and visit us at themarketingexpedition.com for more information about marketing and helping you build your brand and your bottom line. And if you ever need our services at Pepper Shock, we can certainly help you with that in helping you with your creative needs and uh, do all the things that we do here. So with that, everyone, and thank you, Drew, for interviewing Thanks me. Thanks for having me. It's only <laughs> been like 200 episodes since I've been on, but it's good to be back. That's right. And uh, until next time, everybody. Enjoy Enjoy your marketing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I tried. All right. Enjoy the marketing journey. There you go. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.